Okay, so we watched Haunting of Hill House, episode one. Steven sees a ghost. He I, sees a ghost. <laughs> yeah, he does see a ghost, that's for sure. And I've I've already watched, I'm on episode eight out of ten. So I've seen this one before, but I rewatched it with you. But I want to know your initial reaction. Honestly, like, I'm, I'm creeped out. Like, I've never, any of the horror films that I watch, I'm always, like waiting for that that bloody gory scene to like kind of establish like what type of film this is yeah and what i really liked about this is it's not like you don't see what happened what happened to abigail what happened to nell i don't know you don't even know who abigail is yet okay but isn't that the mom (laughs) no no. Okay. So the mom's name is Olivia. Olivia. Okay. So we don't know what happened to Olivia. We see that white shape in the hallway. Running. Yeah. Yeah. Like running towards them or like staggering towards them. So it's like, did something happen to Olivia? Is that Abigail? This person that I don't know because he mentions it when they get into the car. Steve yeah. mentions it. He says, I saw Abigail. No. He says, I saw mom. And then Luke, the twin, says, I saw Abigail up there. Wait, wait, wait. Is Abigail the girl that Luke is drawing in that? Oh, okay. So Abigail's the girl he sees by the woods. And, like, so they talk more about her later, obviously. Okay, that that makes sense. Yeah, but the mom's name is Olivia. Obviously, this is the first reaction. I'm trying to remember people's names and and stuff to go through. But that's what's scary about this this show and that's what makes it good is the fact that i have no idea what happened what am i expecting (laughs) um and when he's talking to miss dudley i always think of like miss dursley from there yeah yeah yeah. but when he's talking to miss dudley um and she mentioned or steve mentions that his dad found the ouija boards Uh and uh tarot cards is not the other thing that he found um and she sits down and is like you should be scared of the dark in the, and the night. night. Yeah. Like that thing makes me feel like we're dealing with something that's like demonic or, or, or something like that. But again, you don't get that feeling. Like I remember, uh, have you ever seen the, the movie, like, um, or any of the exorcism type movies? Those I saw things? the first. Oh, I saw it. No, I saw exorcist and then I saw poltergeist. Yeah. But that's like, like the only kind of ghost. Movie there's a which. different feel to this one to yeah. that. And so it's like, I, I, um, I don't know. Like my initial reaction is I'm shocked, but also <laughs> like, I'm very intrigued. Like, what is it? Why does, uh, Hugh not want to talk about anything? I mean, that was Steve's big argument. It's like, I would write about the truth or I would tell what's happening if you would actually tell me what happened. Yeah. You know, locking away the the house, like, that makes sense. Somebody died. If it's really that dangerous, mm-hmm. you don't lock it away. But leaving the Dudleys there? Yeah. That seems on. It's like, they talk about it later. I think that they haven't really gotten into the Dudleys as much as that. Like, I'm on episode eight, and, like, they still haven't, like, revealed their whole story. But I know that the Dudleys have been working there for, like, ever. Like, because the original owners are the Hill family, because it's a Hill house. And they, their family worked there. Is it on a hill? Is it on a hill? (laughs) I maybe. (laughs) They don't ever, I don't know if they ever talk about it. But yeah, like, she, like, comes with the house, and so does the guy, the Mr. Dudley, who's, like, the contractor kind of guy who was working with them. He, like, gives the kids the master key. Right, and that, that was creepy, too. You see the shape, the the shadow move behind the door. Like, was it waiting for them? Like, 
I don't know, with that Conti candy machine. That <laughs> <laughs> and a pony. Yeah, and a pony. Um, that Nell likes, yeah. Oh, oh man. But also, the... So, setting aside the scary stuff, the, the unknown, this, like, ghostly, demonic, whatever entity that we're getting into, <laughs> there are a lot of problems with this family. Yeah, very like, dysfunctional. And we have a drug, we have a drug addict, mm-hmm. we have a germaphobe, we have like uh, somebody going through. A, is it a divorce or a separation? In quite casual, then, he's still wearing his ring. He's still wearing his ring because he wants to get back with his wife Lee, based off of like context clues. But she wants to get a divorce, so they're just separated right now. Is what mm-hmm. he's telling everyone. But he hasn't even told anyone in his family. Right, and then you have Steve, who like is a failed writer. Um, he's not a failed writer. But he's, he's not a writing. Sellout. He's not writing the stuff that he actually wants to write. That's yeah. why I would say that he's a failed writer. Yeah, okay, by that standard, um, yeah. He's... By by that standard. Um and you see that he explains that when he's having that confrontation with um Shirley. Shirley in front of Lee. He's like, you know, this isn't what I wanted to write, you know, this yeah. isn't what I wanted to do, but it sells books. Yeah, and the stuff he wants to write no one even liked, which is right. Which, That'd be rough. That that has to be rough. So you have that aspect. You have a, a distanced father, who's I don't I don't even know what's going on. But obviously losing losing somebody that you care about that much in a very traumatic circumstance has to play yeah. a huge factor. And yeah, I mean he's still um, traumatized by like that dream that he has where he's like sleeping next to Olivia and he turns around and it's that like, a huge ghost. That was creepy. <laughs> I like Ashley's sitting here watching it with us and I was like you do not do that. Yeah. Like in my sleep. Like do not do that. That is just I'm a heavy sleeper, but like if I woke up with someone's hand like draped across my face, I'd go through the roof. Yeah, yeah. Even more so now that I've seen this. It's yeah, it's pretty creepy. But, but then so the older sister Shirley Shirley she owns a funeral home yeah she's a mortician her husband is like the business aspect and she's the one who like gets the individual ready for their viewing why would you go into that after having such a traumatic experience? Like, the next episode actually explains it a lot. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll save those questions for, for that next one. <laughs> I mean, you can still ask them. I just can't tell you. But, but I feel like, I don't know, in in this regard here, it's like I'm I'm working more on, like, this is my initial reactions, these are all my questions, and you have the answers here. But, like, <laughs> I also do, like, don't want to, like, if somebody's listening to this for the first time, be like, oh, shoot, well, now I don't have to watch the of it like like i think yeah. you know um, you were saying that the um the director mentioned that each of the children uh represented a stage of grief do you want to kind of talk through that sure yeah yeah so it was it was someone on this show i can't remember who brought it up but i saw it in an article that each of the kids are supposed to represent a different stage of grief so steven is anger and it's mostly directed like at his father and at nell I mean, it gets directed at everyone, but in the first episode, you see a lot of it directed at those two. And then Shirley is... No. Steven's denial. Shirley's anger. And then Theodora is bargaining. Luke is depression, obviously. And then uh, Nell is acceptance. And, like, they go a lot more into it as the show goes on, but you can see Shirley is anger when she's yelling at him about the manuscript. I think they're all a bit of it. Like, in a way. Like, you can't just be one stage of grief, but... And then Steven is obviously denial because he doesn't believe anything. Like, he doesn't believe in ghosts. I've never seen a ghost, and yet he's 
seen multiple ghosts throughout his life, and yet he refuses to acknowledge it. Yeah, he just doesn't realize it. it. Yeah, because he's denying that ghosts are real, and then... I mean, you can even tell when he's a kid in that one part where he's talking to Mrs. Dudley, and he's like, well, yeah, they're just parlor tricks, like Ouija boards, tarot cards, like, they, people choose it to scare each other, and she's like, you don't know anything, do you? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, like, because he's been so I've immersed. read all of these philosophical books, and then, yeah. like, Olivia comes in and, like, lists off all this stuff, and Tumblr, I'm thinking Google. as, you know, a 29-year-old, I'm like, I've read those things, but I don't have them memorized, like, the, they but, add, yeah. It makes you wonder, though, like, he's read all that at a very young age like you gotta wonder what that does to a kid's mind because like that's a lot to take in and he probably can't even understand it fully right so many questions that that are left like i mean you have so many different philosophies different ideas and some of them are like a zero-sum religions like it's either you believe in this and it's right and everything else is wrong or you don't so it's like that yeah yeah so it's interesting yeah i mean they go more into luke you don't really see much of luke or theo this episode but they talk a lot about all of the children as time goes on next episode is more surely centric i guess i'm really excited to see that because i'm very curious after having this traumatic experience as a child why you would want to make your life all about death all about death all about death and glamorizing death In, in a way like i mean I don't know. I don't think morticians kind of see themselves as this as this way of glamorizing it, but you're putting a good face on the fact that somebody is passed on. Yeah. Well, there's a part in the first episode where that little boy is like, "I don't want to go to the open casket because I like I already see my grandma. Like she's like sitting on my bed, like petting my hair, and Shirley doesn't like she doesn't acknowledge it because I mean Shirley's had encounters with ghosts too, but the only thing she says is she's like, "I'm gonna fix your grandma." Like, I'm going to fix your grandma. She's going to look great. I'm going to fix her. And she just keeps saying the word fix. And that always, like, really weirds me out that she, like, sees it as, like, they're dead. I'm going to fix them so they look good. I don't know. I just... Shirley's an interesting character. I'm not a fan of her. She's also Esme from Twilight, which I realized last night, and now I can't look at her the same. Well, and you have Dario Naharis. Dario Naharis, yeah. From and then Game of Thrones. The girl who plays um, Eleanor, or Nelly, is in season two of You... She's, oh, she is. Yeah, she's the main girl in season two of you. She's what's what's her name? Love. Love. That's right. Yeah. Which is her brother's name is very 40. on the nose. No, her brother's for... name is Forty. Forty Love, like tennis terms. Oh, it's very weird. <laughs> I wonder. I haven't started. I did watch the first season of you, and maybe that's something that we should talk about sometime. Maybe another yeah. another series. But I am interested to see where that one goes. It's very season two. I think is better. But season I mean, two. just that actress. She's like pretty new, from what I can tell. She's only been in like two or three like mainstream shows. But she's such a good actress, and like you'll see more of it later. But she's so good. <laughs> The, the one thing that I did notice, and I mentioned this before we, we came on to the, to the podcast and we're talking about this, is um, when Nell goes to the Hill House and she's dancing through oh, she's and all the other, uh, her siblings wake up, it's uh-huh. 3.03, which I wonder if they, they, that has to be a significant time in the series as well. But I, like, I was curious when I saw the 303, I was like, wait, I've heard and I've read in other like hauntings and, and exorcism type movies that 333 is the time that most people have, like the most 
paranormal, the most kind of demonic encounters because it's half the sign. Yeah. Or the half of the sign of the devil, 666. Yeah. And so when I saw 303, I was like, oh, is this going to be like one of those speed forwards, like in paranormal activity where it's like you can see that he's shifting around in the bed and kind of oh. feeling feeling weird and then suddenly he'll stop at 333. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have that reaction. So I'm curious to see because that's really, really close. The so 303, I wonder if there's yeah. some significance beyond just that's the time that Hill House yeah, or whatever I, happened. I haven't looked um, into that. All I know is that when they all they all wake up, I mean, they all have different time zones. Like Luke and Steve are in the same area, so they wake up at twelve oh three instead of three oh three. But it's the same, like technically. But then that's the same time that that Stephen gets woken up by his father. Like he, they get woken up at like three in the morning and then just get packed up into the car and leave. Also, yeah, apparently. In the movie, and you were showing us this the other day on on Tumblr. There's each episode has a scene where there's a hidden ghost, right? Yeah. Did you see it when he and when the dad is getting Steve out of bed to like run away? He's like, "Dad, what's going on?" And there's like a, a shot of his face, and then there's a man standing right behind him, like in a suit. So creepy. Yeah, it's I'm, so good. I and feel then like you that's... see the bent neck lady too with Nell. Like, Wait. When? What part was the bent neck lady? The part where she's like crying and she's like, oh, I saw someone. The dad's like, oh, well, she's gone now, so you can go back to sleep. And then she's asleep, and then you see this face just like leaning towards oh, her. Oh, yes, yes. Towards the beginning. That chills all over right now. Like, that totally. This is a really, really good show. If it's you're into. Such a good show. If you're into. Like. I don't know, thriller? It's not really a typical horror. It's like horror. a suspenseful horror show, but I think it's more of like a... If you're like a baby beginner when it comes... not Maybe not a baby. If you're a beginner when it comes to horror and you don't like blood and gore, I think this is good because it's like very storyline heavy and there are scary parts, but it's also like... I just think it's so like well-directed and there's so many like pretty scenes. Like I think anyone can get into it as long as you're not like super scared of paranormal stuff because then it would be a deal breaker. Right. It's It's... It's not your this generation's love of this bloody slashy gore like gore horror type films. Yeah. It's it's it, it's different. And I like that change. And I'm pretty sure that there's other shows out there and hopefully we can we can find those that, yeah. that are, are very similar. But okay, so let's let's finish this out. What's what's our our rating our rating system. trying to think of a rating system i don't know i just maybe maybe this one isn't isn't like our our joker podcast where we're thinking of like a rating system but maybe it's just the first episode let's try and give it an imdb rating imdb episode i would give it the first episode i would give it a 9.1 and nine that's a really really high yeah when you watch episode and you know what's going on in the rest of them so if you're starting it's a lot of exposition it's a lot of setup and like a later like when there's later episodes I'll if you want me to I, like when stuff happens I can mention the first episode because they drop so many hints in the first episode and like when you like watch next episodes you're gonna realize because like even just rewatching this with you guys there were things that the characters would say and I'm like oh my gosh like I get it now like they were hinting at it the whole time so in other words this is a show that I need to sit with like a notebook and start like drawing <laughs> the web ideas yeah, as it goes yeah, out okay thread. okay oh well, I'm gonna hold off I, I'm good with your your IMDB rating at so 9.1 I'm gonna hold off until I see a couple more episodes mm-hmm. um but yeah, that's this is haunting of Hill House. Stephen sees Stephen a ghost. Stephen sees a ghost. Um, we'll sign off here. Bye. Bye.